Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was a bouncing and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Always Race Day podcast presented by Carl Auto Group. If you need a car to get you from your house to work, uh, from your house to, say, a racetrack, maybe you need a car. Man, I screw these up every week. Maybe you need a car to uh, drive uh, in the opposite direction on the uh, dirt racetrack at Bristol Dirt to pack in uh, the racetrack for the NASCAR Cup Series drivers, which they didn't do very good before the race. But nonetheless, we're going to get into all of it right here on the Always Race Day podcast. Uh, Firstly, I need everyone to thank Damon for joining us. He has to wake up in about seven hours, Damon? Six. Uh, less than, yeah. Yeah. Um, so everyone uh, go send a funny gif of maybe a cat doing something cool uh, to Damon in the morning when you listen to this, all right? Uh, wow. Hell of a race, um, or should I say finish, I guess, uh, at Bristol Dirt tonight. I'm all thrown off because I rushed home uh, so we could get this podcast up. But, Damon, what did you think of it? Kyle Busch takes advantage of Chase Briscoe and uh, Tyler Reddick uh, getting it. Well, Briscoe threw a slider, uh, gets into Reddick. Reddick almost salvaged it, but Kyle Busch comes home the winner. Um. Overall, it was a, a good race. Wouldn't classify it necessarily as a great race by any means, but it was a good race. Um, a lot of, a lot of fun finishing. Uh, a lot of fun there at the finish, and uh, just wish that the stints were a little bit longer at the end instead of all the cautions breaking it up and in the rain. And I know you can only control so much, but um, it, it was a, it was a good finish and a lot of fun. A lot of fun watching watching two guys like Prisco and, and Reddick duel it out at the end. And we do have a uh, tweet right now from Chase Briscoe uh, that says, last 10 laps was the hardest I've ever ran a car in my entire life. Tried throwing a slide job in the last corner and knew as soon as I went into the corner, I was spinning out with how much speed I carried. Hate that it got Tyler in the process and appreciate Tyler's understanding. So that was pretty cool. Um, they chase went up to him after uh chase briscoe went up to him after the race uh and just apologized and they got a microphone in the middle of them i thought that was a great part of it um they were just finishing their interview with reddick that's how they got the microphone in there yeah 
yeah it was i mean it was a lucky timing right but still uh anytime anytime you can do that i think they should just throw the microphone uh and the closest mic get them get them down to the uh to the fight and try to get in there and get some audio um man i dude i got so much to say i really really appreciate that we aren't sitting here talking about uh a dumb rule debate on whether it was explained well enough on tv or not um at denny hamlin it was shut up number two um that we aren't talking about a snooze fest of a race that was caution filled like we would be if that last rain delay uh took out the race Mm -hmm. uh yeah like overall on that whole thing uh and i tweeted this out during the race i think every driver that gave negative feedback and it kind of backfired on me because the winner uh gave negative feedback of bristol dirt uh but every driver that has negative feedback on it um just isn't a good dirt racer and they don't race dirt they don't they don't go out and race dirt much to have fun Kyle Busch, yeah, he, he ran the Chili Bowl. Um, he's doing some more stuff as Brexton's getting older, uh, his son. But um, yeah, there was uh, the old guys are, are really pissy about it. But I thought most of the drivers said they were having fun and kind of enjoying it. And I like to see that. I like this event. It's like the Winter Classic. Um, I really like what it is. The reason a lot of them are upset is because they cover Bristol and dirt, and I tend to agree with them. Is the fact that bristol probably your best racetrack on the schedule loses one of its dates essentially because they they wanted to try something new when you've got well they lost the date because the crowd sucked the crowd wasn't any better tonight man yes it was not really rod pockers posted a tweet which he then deleted for some reason which because was great. It wasn't right what year was it from then he said it was it wasn't at the the drop of the green flag, is and that's why he deleted it for for purposes of you know being equal. I guess is the term I'm trying to say. I think the people I talk to, they've raised the attendance. They yes, they raised. Well, the you know, they keep in going. The few, in they yes, they've raised the attendance. But that was the reason that they wanted to try something drastic with it, because the spring race was never drawing anybody, and the night race was the night race. And the spring race isn't going to get to draw anybody can, anymore. They're too early in the season. So move it back. Well, they can do that, but I don't like Bristol being on dirt, to be honest with you. I, I, I like, I'm going to go right ahead and continue to say what I was going to say. Oh, go for it. I don't want Bristol to be on dirt um, because Bristol is the best racetrack that NASCAR has to offer. And when you cover one of its two dates in dirt, then it kind of is, it's cool to have the event. Don't get me wrong. I want NASCAR to be on dirt, but let's do it somewhere else. You've got facilities across this country that can host it, but now we've got our best racetrack covered in dirt. And yes, people are not going to be happy about it. Was the race great tonight? Loved it. Blast. Would love to see more of it. However, it's still Bristol. That's fair. Um, and I think a lot of that, uh, in that opinion, the, the only part of it I would share, and I'm not criticizing you at all, um, is that NASCAR needs more short courses, but also like, and then why are we taking away our best short? Course? Why, why did Martinsville suck? How do we know Bristol is going to continue to rock? We don't know that with the new car. I mean, you know, this is based off of, 
off of previous. No, I get it. But my my part of it is too that like this puts the world of outlaws at Bristol. I love that. That's a big event for them, and I hope that event continues to grow if they keep having Bristol Dirt. And it sure sounds like Marcus Lamonis wants or Marcus Smith wants that. I don't know why I said Lamonis there. You guys can sound off on me on that tomorrow. Um, I I like the uniqueness of it. Do I like that it takes away a really good short track? No, but I'm willing to part with that uh, for one race. And that is, you know, just the uniqueness of covering Bristol and dirt. It's, it's, we've only seen it for a couple years at two different periods of time. Um, the problem that I like that part of it is the fact that everybody wants to, we want to add more short tracks. We want to add more short tracks, but now we're taking short, a short track away. Yeah. I'm, I'm, How can I, we, we, we can't have, we can't have both. No. And I get, I get what you're saying, but the only people who aren't on everyone else's side with NASCAR needs more short tracks is NASCAR. So like, that's the holdup of it. So then why did they choose Bristol to be, be dirt? Bristol chose Bristol to be dirt. Bristol, like this was like out of Bristol. With, or a guy on the chair there. Just do it because you're like, hey, we're going to do it because we're going to do it. Well, no, it's, I mean, there's a lot more thought that goes into it, but ultimately it was Bristol saying that the attendance numbers stink and we've got to do something to change it. And this was their solution. So then how, how come it wasn't a sold out event, I guess is my question. I think it's getting a little bigger. I think it's tough to sell out 160,000. You would think that's though, bigger than every it's bigger than every college football stadium in the country by 30 grand. You would, but they have had no problem selling out the night race in the past. That's, I guess, my point. Yeah, I think you're right. But you also, you know, you, you talk about how early it is in the year. That could be something you're good. You've got something that's as one off and as special as you, you say it is. So why is it not being sold out? That's, that's my thing. We've sold out however many races this year. It, and it doesn't, Rome wasn't built in the day, right? I, you know, so as long as the attendance numbers keep climbing, you know, logic or the theory, I guess would, would say that someday it might be a sellout. Wouldn't you think though, it would start as a sellout last year, throw it away because of what it was with COVID and everything Mm -hmm. this year, restrictions were lifted. I don't think it I don't think that throws it away. I think you have to see how cool the event is. And if they do it again on dirt next year, you know, that finish is going to be playing in every promo video they got. It is, I mean, it is what it is. I just don't like the fact that they take away the best short track on the schedule. No, you're completely right. Do you want to talk uh, more results from tonight, or do you want to just hammer this part first? We might as well talk about tonight. Tonight was is probably the big thing that people are gonna. Yeah, and it, we'll we'll move to that, and we'll we'll cover it all. And sorry, guys, if this ends up being short again, we're trying to get Damon to uh, get some sleep here. Um, so Kyle Busch becomes the eighth different winner, uh, in the cup series this season, really backed into that one, obviously, but a win's a win. It's not going to say that in the rule book or history book. I mean, um, it's just irony. I think, yeah, yeah, it definitely was ironic. And it almost makes my tweet look really bad, except I can, I can kind of defend what I'm saying is that it's the old guys that don't have a lot of dirt experience. Don't like this because, it takes a weekend out of their schedule where they're not competitive. Yeah. Yes. And no, I mean, they were competitive last year. 
So yeah, and that that was a big thing on this year, and we'll talk about the improvements I thought that they made. But the dirt guys could be the dirt guys this year. It, if you go to a dirt track, the dirt specialist should have an advantage. Buddy Kofoid should be charging through the field. Kyle Larson should be out front. And let me ask you this, Damon, because Kyle Busch did not pit on the second uh, stage break, and we got to talk about that too. Uh, will the winner of Bristol Dirt next year? pit and fuel up at the first stage break and not pit at the second. I think that's the recipe to win. No. Um, because this year was, it was so, it was so jumpy with the weather being the way it was. That's the whole reason he stayed out in the first place. And then they come back and we have four cautions within the first 50 laps of coming back from the first red flag. And then we have another red flag. And, and then we had, you know, that time off on in between there. So on well, the caution laps are counted and that's that, that kind of saying, yeah. So you, you can't bank on there being six cautions in the span of, uh, there was 10, there was 10 right out of the so, first stage. I think the first delay, right. That's what I'm saying. You can't bank on. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out where the where my ten count came from. But yeah, you, you can't bank on cautions being there every single year. It, it could go flag to flag next year. Who knows? So that's no, fair. So that's not the strategy to use. So the uh, the controversy that we were talking about during the delay and the one that I referenced, um, saying that I'm so thankful I don't have to go talk about this as like the race. Uh, so during the, uh, second stage break, um, a plethora of cars chose not to pit because essentially rain was coming, right? So they chose not to pit. It was more than the last time. Um, I think only three cars neglected to pit at the first stage break. And you can, you really can't green flag pit stop. Uh, on the dirt race unless it's uh no, it's, it's against oh it is just completely against it okay yeah it's a pass-through penalty if you do gotcha well yeah because we saw custard do it which we should probably have just started at the start we're gonna get some we're gonna get some formation down at some point on this um but denny hamlin tweeted to jenna fryer i'm not gonna read her tweet because um he said over one minute explanation of the rule and the rule was that oh, I'm going to make myself look dumb if I can't explain it in 30 seconds. The, the rule was, was this basically in some, in layman's terms was when the red or when the stage ended and the red flag came out, the field froze, how it was staying, how it was sit. Therefore there was no laps completed after they had pit. And then they brought everybody down pit road because of the caution. And so Yes, the group that had gone down to pit was still placed in their normal spots because they have not completed a lap. Right. So had had the race rained out at that exact moment, uh, then Chase, Chase Briscoe, who pitted, would have been the winner, and Kyle Busch, who didn't pit, was sitting in second at the time, uh, would have not been called the winner. Uh, and that that rule is only specific to Bristol dirt. It doesn't apply anywhere else. Everywhere else, if you pit in that situation, um, even during a stage break, it would go to, you know, whoever the leader is mm -hmm. as they're running caution laps. 
so everyone's arguing about that um i just gotta say if you're on one side or the other about it it is the team's job to know that that's the rule there's guys i know that read the rule book religiously and they do so much work and pay attention to it so well and it's like pay that guy's travel put him on the team let him be a quote-unquote intern or something and if you got a rules question ask him you know you should have a guy who knows the rules whether he works there already or not it's your job to know what track has what rules basically yeah i mean it's such a one-off deal that you it's so it's well that's the that's the dumb part that's like let's have local cautions at the road tracks that will allow for that you know yeah and just have guys that pay attention to the rules be better about it police yourselves about it i thought it was dumb that we went to this let's blame nascar for this rule they made when it's okay every team should know this rule so you can gamble knowing the rule you would gamble in one way or the other considering whether or considering what the weather would go to go ahead the problem is on it though they they changed the lineup in the first stage right away so that's where a lot of people got confused it wasn't the fact of well the tv the tv isn't official no they did like their timing and scoring official timing and scoring changed because i had official timing and scoring up and it changed yeah they need to figure out a way to make that better so just in general because my app was showing me different crap my app showed me chase elliott in second at the second rain delay mm -hmm. i was looking at my dad like it was how they crossed the the start finish line on pit road yeah so it was weird enough as it was um the other thing the other thing from the race that we haven't touched on was the caution 15 laps in to get mud off the grills I, th I thought that was like, this race is going to stink. Everyone's going to complain about it. And they still complained about it, but they, they kind of had to reach and I crafted uh, up about seven tweets that I ended up not sending any of them. You should tag me in all of them. I, I didn't send any of them. I actually deleted all of them. And it was be probably for the best. But the fact of the matter is we were so fast to jump to conclusions early on and we didn't let the race play out before we actually decided, you know what, we're going to jump on a, on a conclusion about this is, you know, this race sucks. Oh yeah. And I, I instead, of, instead of letting it happen, they, you know, so many people in the industry, higher up media people, much higher than you and I, are out there, there. Compl complaining about it. Yeah. I did not, I did not like seeing, um, the types of tweets that were like, all right, call the race, call the race. And I know some of them were because of Tyler Reddick. And well, it wasn't I, even that. It was the ones that were upset about, you know, throwing the caution 15 laps in for the race. And then they were all up there. Yeah, what, like, what do you, what do you want them to do? Blow 17 engines on lap five? Exactly what was going to happen. Right. Now, I thought they made the right call um, with most of that. Uh, Kevin Harvick did get lapped in the first 15 laps of the race and then proceeded to, uh, talk to media member i'll say talk i'm being nice to the harvick fans uh and then proceeded to talk to media members about how crappy it is to race at bristol dirt um because he got lapped on the track and then they didn't give him his lap back he was pissed about that so i thought you know i i love kevin's skill but his attitude and and just things he says like tick me off about four times a year and it's like dude what are you talking about 
It's vintage, Kevin. This is typical. I got to ask you this too. Did did Chase Elliott take out Cody Ware? Because I never saw the front part of that entire wreck. I only saw the back part where Chase is stuck on the high line and Ware's car is spun in front of him. Yeah, no, Chase never really wrecked Cody Ware. Cody Ware squeezed down on Chase. I would like to call for bounty on Cody Ware's head for doing the same thing Ty Gibbs did last week that landed him a $15,000 fine. Uh, yeah, I it'll be interesting to see if they if they do it. Now, was there was there far more to Ty Gibbs' story? Yes, I'm just being, I'm being stupid. And Ty's was after the, the yes, chapter, so everybody was unbuckling and stuff like that. But you know, back to the original point of the the caution on lap 15. The easy way to to fix that the track was in fine shape. There was nothing wrong with that track. You go to any dirt track across the entire country and it's going to look the way that that track did going out there first laps on it of the day. The difference from last night's race to tonight's race is there were eight heat races that ran prior to the feature. And even if you till up the track and put more moisture in it prior to the truck feature, it's still a whole hell of a lot different than when you come out for the fresh day after it's sat all night and then it's had a little bit of rain on it. They till it, work it, farm it over. It's going to be completely different when it, when it comes down to it. You're absolutely right. Um, and someone was saying that they should have a crate late model uh, hot lap session. I, you know, before. I think I they should just hot lap the NASCARs. That's exactly what I was going to say. Just put them out there and hot lap them for three laps. Do the four, your four heat heats that ran last night, put them back out there in four separate times and hot lap them for three laps each. All right. So before, yeah. All right. So I want to go into, um, and this was a question from, I want to say Nick Cohen. I think it was Nick Cohen, but I don't want to get it wrong. Yes. He asks, uh, any improvements you'd like to see was his first question. I'll leave the second one. Cause that's what I want, want to get to after. Um, so what I thought about the racetrack, they preserved it very well. Did the rain help them? Probably likely. Right. But that track was far and away much better than last year. And I did not see a lot of people talking about that. I think if I could, ask for an improvement. And again, I'm asking for something I don't have the solution to hate doing it, but I, sometimes I do do it and I got it, got to do it, but I would like the top to come in better just so the lines are equal when the track's fresh. And hopefully then when it faded off, you know, the bottom would catch up so early on in the race, you know, it kind of flip flop, but I thought the track prep and everything about the racetrack itself was beautiful tonight. You can't do anything different to it because I mean, like having cars pass each other, be a little easier. I don't know how you would do that either though. It's, it's a little bit tougher on dirt to do that because you're working with nature. Right. And you can't really design anything on the car to do that. I do believe guys, if they go back to Bristol during the future, I think there's enough drivers asking for a windscreen that they would develop one. Um, it's hard to, do that with Bristol only having dirt part time of the year. Why you couldn't do it at Withy Raceway where they had the tests and stuff like that. I don't know, but. So the Larson was talking about this on Claire B. Lang's serious. Mm-hmm. And he said that he would have felt unsafe had they put 
the chicken wire screen in the car that they ran with Stuart Friesen there a couple weeks ago. But he said there's nothing that they there's nothing saying that they can't put the bars in there like they do the steel bars like they do in in the late models and modifieds and your typical B mods and all that stuff back home. He said there's nothing saying that they can't do that in those cars and then create the handguard just like they do on top of it. He said You know how cool that die cast would be too? It'd be a blast to have. It'd yeah. be a blast to have. So I'm I'm hoping uh and I was thinking about getting a third die cast, but I don't know. We'll see. It it's just I guess my improvement for it moving forward, if if they were to continue, like I said, I hope they continue on dirt. NASCAR needs to. If we're gonna have a damn street course, we need to have dirt. That's all I'm gonna say. If we I like street, it, I like it. If we put a street course in, we have to have dirt. Um but if they do it, they need to bring the choose cone. Um, I thought they were choosing all night. Mm -mm. Nope. Are you positive? 100%. Seeing this is Fox doesn't cover the choose. NBC does really well. Fox covers it sometimes, I should say. I thought they were choosing tonight because there's a lot of position swapping going on right before restarts. And I was like, when did that guy lose three spots? Nope. 100% not. I know. I think they no. They were because they were talking about Chase. No, they were. They were not. They were talking about when uh, Tyler Reddick was in the lead. They said just like every leader has done tonight, he's going to choose the outside, and then he's going to. Leader gets to choose. The leader. That's okay. That's probably what threw me off then on it. Yeah, the leader always has the choice. Yeah, no, I got that part. Everybody else does not. Gotcha. It was under the Daytona Talladega rules. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, that dirt was like the regulator of the fucking cheese cup. Well, it just it the if you had the restart on the top, you were in the better you were in better shape. Was it? Maybe it was sort of track asphalt lay model. Okay, sorry guys if I threw you off there at all. I'm very confused, but that's all right. It happens. Um, let's talk about his other question was uh, do do we like Bristol for NASCAR or would we go to Eldora? Um. Here's my deal with that. Uh, I don't think, and my theory of like, let's go to Bristol three times, as I like analyze attendance stuff like that, I don't think you could, I don't I don't think you could market a third, a third cup race to fans. Um, and that's okay. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of was looking at stuff earlier and I was like, hey, could we go to Bristol? for a dirt race and then go to Eldora one season. And then the next year go to Bristol and then go to Knoxville. And in the years where it's Eldora, go to Iowa Speedway that weekend. I, or for that race on the schedule, I should say. Um, that's my deal. I think the only places they would um, kind of uh, take under consideration would be Knoxville and Eldora. Uh, I think there's a amount of spectator issue and that's a big reason to why they're hesitant to it um if you've noticed tracks where they typically have like taken a while to figure out if they're gonna go there or not like iowa speedway getting a cup race had a huge push in the 2010s and 
they never went there and the big part of it was the space the parking the media center and the crowd capacity well i think the crowd capacity should be their least of their worries because the smaller the venue the better the more it's going to look filled up i think it definitely and people will drive to it i think they're worried about you know how many people wanted to go to this and couldn't go um but to that, I just say, spend some money on some temporary seating. We just raced at the damn Los Angeles Coliseum, you know? Well, that's, yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I do like how, I do like Bristol Dirt, and a lot of it is behind bringing the World of Allies to Bristol. That's cool as shit. I hope the World of Allies go to North Wilkesboro. Um, and if you saw our tweet about that, and you're, there's some dude that used our tweet Damon on a message board or something and said uh, that we're reporting that the world of allies are going to North Wilkesboro in October. That was not my intention. I was just saying that the top drivers in the nation in sprint cars have an off weekend or a TBA on the schedule. See, so you're just trying to start something that you, you didn't anticipate. No, I'm not. I wasn't trying to start yeah, anything. I was just saying, just take it, take it on the chest. So then, yeah, you, you hold on, you hold on. When the world happens, of Allies, you hold on. The World of Allies released their 2021 schedule in November of 2020. On the schedule, they had two TBA dates in April, on April 28th and April 29th, I believe. Those dates were Bristol Dirt. Okay. All I'm saying is it it reeks a lot of the same stuff. I'm not trying to I am trying to connect the dots here, but I'm I'm it's a hopeful connect the dots. I'm not trying to say that's happening. I don't have any insider information that says that's gonna happen. If I did, I would report it. You have heard it here first. So come back to this podcast when it does happen. Hopefully, right? I'm not in a, also guys, uh do understand if I had that inside information and I wasn't supposed to put it out, I'm not going to go put it out, but I'm also I'm not going to go tease it or suggest it like that. I don't want to I try to be genuine with everything I do. So that's the North Wilkes Road deal. They they have an open weekend. We'll see if it lands on that spot. While we're on the topic of North Wilkesboro, they got a lot of work to do. They do. And August is right around the corner. I think they know that. I mean, it. I, I don't know if you've seen pictures of the infrastructure there, but it looks terrible. They've got a lot of work to do in a short amount of time. Absolutely. Well, uh, only thing left to do is see if they do it, right? Well, they're doing it. It's, it's no, I mean, see if they get it done well. I'm not, yeah. Yeah. Talk about temporary seating going in. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what it does. Um, the other question we got on that tweet was Kyle Bush, uh, top X driver of all time. So, top whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, in NASCAR, top, I'd be comfortable saying 20. In NASCAR? Cup series, yeah. I'm saying top five. Kyle Busch is a top five driver of all time. Top five? Of all time. That's a jump. Put him in any of the three series and he wins. All right. Let me let me start my list of people who are better. Um Dale Earnhardt, Richard okay. Petty, yep. Jimmy Johnson, yep. Jeff Gordon. And that's it. Tony Stewart. I don't Tony Stewart didn't ever really do anything. You said NASCAR. 
Okay, that's no, that's fair. So you're considering what they do in the other series too? And yeah, he, and that's, okay, that's, that's NASCAR, fair. NASCAR series, yes. Terry Labonte. <laughs> I love Terry. Damon's a big Terry Labonte fan. Big Terry Labonte fan, but no, Kyle's still better. Okay, I only have a couple more on my list of drivers better than Kyle Busch. Do you want to hear them? Yeah. Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Landon Castle, Michael Annette. Oh boy. I, I I was taking you serious. Travis Quapel. I was taking you serious up until the last two. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll put Landon Castle and no, uh, no, no. Oh, you said last okay. Okay. I see. Last All right. two prior to the ones that you started. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um it's certainly up for debate. Yeah, okay. I'm more comfortable saying top ten now that you say that. Talk to me in about- I th- I figured you would be throwing out names to me that like this guy should be in the top 15 before yeah if i if i just sit down and design a list especially specific to guys who have had success in the nascar cup series i would put kyle bush in my top 10 i think if if we're looking at just cup series alone then yes well i think i think it's important to have the list be like your success in the cup series is what trumps everything else but you can use kyle's success in the lower series to also um booster his bolster his resume he's also a two-time cup series champion though too yeah yeah absolutely um he doesn't he does not fall if we're looking at just cup series he does not fall outside the top 10 um the guy has won on every stage and He's won some of the sport's biggest moments and in the biggest times. I mean, he won the Car of Tomorrow race and called it trash on national television. Probably that's what he. That's what he did tonight. Yeah, he did. And I love the Car of Tomorrow. You see, you, we're not getting along, me and Kyle Busch. I, Kyle was. He's always been one of my favorite favorites growing up. Um, as fiery of a guy uh, as he is, and how talented he What's that? I love him because he's genuine. I yeah. hate it because of his attitude. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, regardless, he is still. If we're talking all of NASCAR, I, he's a top five, top seven of all time. That's for Lord will agree on top change, seven. That can change in a few years. Um, but it, you you want my top seven? You mean? No, I said I said I would say top seven too. Yeah, okay. I said I would agree there. Yeah, top seven, no, no less than that. Though. We could do lists sometimes, but like the list, I mean, it's pretty. The the some of the list is pretty self-explanatory. I would throw in a clickbait or two. Yeah, well, we. I've never seen anyone qualify a front row Joe car like Landon Castle in two thousand nine. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Hey, front row Joe is a real thing. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, he was driving a car for Joe Nemechek. Exactly. All right, that was uh, and that question was from uh, Levi Denny. Shout out to him too. I hope you guys uh, at least enjoyed the parts of the race that uh, didn't stink. Um, the really, I'll be honest with you, the race never really was bad. Oh, that, I knew, I knew I was gonna forget stuff to say. You go ahead. I'm sorry, it, I do it that. It wasn't really bad. It was just the it it was really choppy because of the weather. But again, you can't control Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. And, and then choppy. the accidents. 
Right. And then it got choppy because of the accidents, but that was also, I feel a nature of the weather where everybody's trying to push because we reached the halfway point And now at any moment, this race could be called. That's fair. Do you, th- and I'm more comfortable with the 250 lap race with how the track was tonight. Yeah. I, so um, but do you think, do you think, that, so you were mentioning that and, and before you go into it, the, the thing that really concerned me is if you watch the end of the first stage and really the start of the second stage, it started to get a little bit dusty and, and probably a little bit too much of, of a concern on the dust level there, but they did water the top groove. I think they need to water the whole thing, but um, I, I think the 250 though tonight worked out. I still think they probably need to shorten it. And if you have those steel cages that you have in a late model, oh, it changes the whole it changes the whole track prep. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully they develop some kind of hybrid uh, between that and. and they, you know, it's tough because I'd be, curious, I'd be curious to see if they could keep part of the windshield. And that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Out. Like I, I want to know how that looks and if the drivers would be okay with that. Because, I mean, you can get a lot of rocks in there, and there's mechanical and electrical parts in a NASCAR that aren't in a late model that could get very damaged. Right. Uh, Including, you know, your temperature tube and gauging and stuff like that. Right. Is it gauges? Gauges, I guess. But you get what I mean. Um, Did I just forget it again? Oh, no, that was okay. We're good. We're all right. We're standing right here. Always race day podcast presented by car auto group. Do you think that it would benefit, I guess, NASCAR to run the heat races and run a 24 driver, a main hundred to 150 laps. Don't care if you put in stages or not. Don't count caution laps. That's the race I want on dirt. I think they need to do the format that they did at the Coliseum. So yes, but also throw in that, that B main as well. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I forgot the B main and I, I specifically don't want it to be called the last chance qualifier. Right. If you call it that you defeat the whole purpose naturally. Right. But yeah, I think I, I don't see a reason in that because if you're in, if you're in the B main, there's a good chance that you're in the back of the pack anyway. So how much TV time on Sunday are you really getting? And is that what I, my other question would be to someone in NASCAR? Would that alter any contracts? That's it's part of the reason that they can't do it. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, logistically, I would imagine it's a little harder to do and that's why it's not already happened. It is. And they, Steve O'Donnell has said it um on on serious xm shows a lot um bunch of you know like brian murphy who works at shr has tweeted about it those those type of guys have come out and said a lot of those things of we can't do that because of contracts with the sponsor um but again if you're a back marker team the chances of you getting on tv on sundays are about as the same as you would be in the B main as it would be in the A. And so 
then you go to the and if you're a car that has a bad heat race you know if you're let's say kyle larson who ends up spinning and, and can't pick up in his in his heat race okay he's probably going to work his way into the a anyway so you're you're going to get your tv time if you're a good if you're a top 25 team you're going to find a way in basically right Absolutely. Do you have any, uh, I, okay. We have one last question. It's from me to you. How was your weekend, Damon? Oh, it was a good weekend. Went home and, uh, first time since new year's that I've been home. And second time since uh, new year's that I've been in the state of Iowa. So there's that. There there you know. How's the trek back? Uh, sucked. <laughs> okay. Sucked. It, it was, I left home and it was kind of snowing. I made it 20 minutes and it was snowing. And then I made it another hour and it was a blizzard. Oh, nice. So yeah, it was not fun until I got to about Macon and then things cleared up and it turned into rain. Little simulated weather. I love it. It was going through all the seasons in one. All right, guys. And we'll, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, other dirt races from this weekend on Wednesday's show. I wanted to get this one done. Uh, maybe we'll do a bonus one. It kind of depends on everyone's schedule, uh, but we'll probably just do one Wednesday to come out Thursday morning. Um, I do want to hear real quick before we go off, because I saw your your tweet about the Outlaws race. Yes, yeah. I'm curious about what you were talking about with the the caution fest there. I didn't. Uh, get to yeah, see, I was at a birthday party that, on Saturday night, so I didn't get to see the truck race or the outlaws race. No, that's that's a good point. I'll I'll explain that. And I wasn't dogging the outlaws. You guys know it's my one of my top three favorite series out there. If you don't count monster trucks or uh, nitro rallycross, anyways. <laughs> so uh, no, there is. Uh, I think there's nine to nine or ten cautions i could be up in that number um i i tried to find an official count uh for that tweet so i didn't seem like i was dogging them some races just have more yellows uh the issue was they hadn't had too many uh cars on the track at peevely this year i don't think they had i think that was their first weekend with cars on the track and they rained out the night before uh so the track got really ruddy uh, for the A-Main, every car was bouncing. Carson Macedo's uh, right rear tire or wheel was like bent, uh, bent or broken or manipulated in some way uh, that it, I mean, it looked rough driving his car. Sheldon Hoddenshield broke an axle and flipped and then came back. And, Sheldon flipped? Yeah, he came back and finished fourth. So that was sick. They replaced an entire front axle assembly in like three and a half minutes. Doesn't really surprise me that he came back though. That's his, that's his place, man. Right. His track. You're, you're absolutely right. He's insane there. Principal. I, Kyle Loomis was Kyle Loomis sent a tweet and said, we got to call him the president of Peebly or something. I was going to say the Prince of Peebly, but yeah, the Prince, uh, that sounds a little fruity. We can't have, we can't have Sheldon with that brand. No. Prince of Peebly though, kind of flows a little bit better than president. That's, you know, that's fair. But then I could say, like, not my president. I'm a Kyle Larson at Peebly guy. Kyle Larson has ran. Sheldon only Sheldon only won there because Kyle Larson wasn't there. He ran the Ironman. I think he did. He win it in 2020. Yeah, in 2020. He oh, that's probably there. yeah because it was 2020. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Ran there in a while. That's fair. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was just rough um, track wise. And I'm not dogging Peevely either. So please don't, guys. If I have an opinion too, one way or the other, I'm not trying to 
insinuate that that one sucked and i should have explained that better i was just saying there's a lot you of cautions to, in different you don't have races. to defend your opinions opinions are opinions no it's yeah you it's i just don't want to come off as like i'm trying to disrespect somebody hey no one's disrespecting when i do come off like that i'm doing it on purpose you got to know that if you if you come out here and start you know, bashing the same thing over and over and over again. I do that with Bristol Dirt, except I just say I love it every week. Like you do that with F1, then that's becoming <laughs> a shot at people. But otherwise, it's an opinion. I think I've given very objective analysis on Formula One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you see? Did you see the tweet by the way that said uh, NASCAR should have uh, yes. time allotment clock? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like answer nothing i waited for oh oh dude can you imagine going to a football game and it's like hey the game ends in five minutes no matter what the score is or not i mean yeah we're not going to overtime or anything that's just the game it's like you triple sa baseball time limit no no nothing played past an hour 50. that's so dumb man just (laughs) We don't need arbitrary stuff like that. Even in Supercross where they use timed races, that's actually added length to the races, and they always finish with when the leader crosses, there's two laps to go. Mm-hmm. At the end of the zeros, there's two laps to go, or plus a lap. I, however you – I think when it gets to zero, they flash two to go on the screen as well. I would be curious, though, to see a NASCAR timed race like that. Don't Don't entertain, like – just as an exhibition it doesn't have to be in the regular season that's i don't yeah i just don't know what what wrinkle i I don't know what wrinkle the time would have that would contribute it wouldn't do anything different than what it does now and what it like does to supercross it would just it would make it more of it would make it more um I guess sense of urgency based, especially if there's a boatload of cautions. Now I'm thinking about it and you're making me like want to do the supercross method. But that's not what he's talking about. He's just talking about like at two hours they have to stop or at three hours they have to stop. Well, you, like, do, no. you know, you do you do two hours and then once you get to the two hour mark, the next lap that you cross is the white flag and then the following laps the checkered flag, basically. I don't like it. I don't like it. Give me a lap count so I know how many laps to expect where to run how are you gonna run fuel mileage with minutes by the way like that it just it doesn't work there was another thing in there that's yeah anyways uh the barnstormers hey nice speaking of nice number five hat yeah number five happens to be the number of times in a row the barnstormers have beaten their rival uh i say that with air quotes because someone else has to win the rivalry game to make it a rivalry Mm -hmm. that's true Beat Sioux Falls five times in a row. Uh, Saturday marked that spot. They're three and one. Dallas Stars are stretching the playoffs. I'm happy. My sports teams are going off. The Cubs are good. And it's four more times that you didn't get knocked out on the uh, on a touchdown pass this weekend either. Oh, I, I was so pissed about that. That guy took my reception. I was absolutely going to catch that. I have witnesses there. They were like, why was your hand out? I was like, I was going to one-hand that ball, Odell Beckham style. No, I don't think you Thank were. God for my like experience of watching indoor football and standing in spots like that that I knew like – Okay, now's the time I bailed. I used to be like really gun shy with it. I thought guys were coming for me all the time, but that one was like instincts. Yeah, back up. Yeah, that was probably smart. 
would have been a hell of a shot if I had just stood there. <laughs> yeah, you probably wouldn't be here today. There would not be uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of object in the photo. It'd be a lot of blur. One hundred percent. You'd have got something back up the tunnel. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll retweet that tomorrow morning for y'all if you miss it. It's on my Twitter page. Uh, but yeah, thank you, uh, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate Carl Auto Group, um, and we will be back uh, Thursday morning for you, Wednesday night, uh, to preview next weekend and talk a little bit more about uh, the early uh, start to the dirt season. So appreciate y'all. Appreciate Bristol Dirt. Uh, appreciate Damon Moore. Tweet him a, a funny gift tomorrow. Let him wake up, wake up on a good note. Uh, no, no, no. Do it, do it. You don't have to. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Appreciate y'all listening. Have a, uh, have a great week uh, and enjoy it. Go out there and do something fun.